Today we are really excited to be talking to Leanne Sternbeck from Radha Handmade Organics and Naturals. Leanne lives in a most gorgeous part of the world, the beautiful Goomba Valley in the south of Queensland. In her studio on her farm, she makes pure plant-based organic and natural eco-luxury face and body care products, which sound fantastic. And I know they are. I actually have tried some myself. So both her products and her garden are certified organic. And we can't wait to hear more about what she does. So welcome, Leanne, and thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Lovely to speak with you. So I'm just going to kick off by asking what led you to live on a farm in the beautiful Goomba Valley to start with and also then to start making your own natural face and beauty products? Well, how I ended up in the Goomba Valley, I used to co-own a very popular vegetarian restaurant in Byron Bay um, with my ex-husband. We then became happily unmarried and I decided to move closer to friends and that led me to the Goomba Valley. Um, a very, very good friend of mine um, built a straw bale house up here. And wow. she, along, <laughs> I know, she was very adventurous, um, along with her children, who had grown up with my children. Um, and so it was a kind of a natural move up here. I was within, you know, 200 kilometres or so of a capital city. It was cheap. That was a big seller. <laughs> it was cheap. And uh, we had friends here. So, yeah, so I ended up moving here. 18 years ago, which seems to have gone by so quickly. So 18 years ago, and um, there was really nothing on my property much when I came here. So I lived in a bus, <laughs> which was kind of fun. I still have that bus. It's now officially my certified organic drying room for my herbs and flowers, but it's the same bus. Mm-hmm. And um, later had a house um, and studio moved here from up in Toowoomba. So um, I've ended up living here, and turned it into an organic farm and you asked me why how what led me to do that um a few things i grew up in a farming family um orchardists actually in the northwest of sydney in the hills district and um, so i was very familiar with living on the land and farming and living like that and um the other thing was i was really really finding it difficult to get good quality organic or natural skincare. I have really sensitive dry skin and I was just reacting to everything and I got so tired of having cupboards full of <laughs> expensive and things not so expensive products sitting there doing nothing that they promised to do. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's so well I decided said, isn't it? Doing nothing they promised to do. Nothing they promised to do. And not even being made of what I think they said they were made of. Uh, Which is still to this day a common problem I hear from my customers. (laughs) So it didn't end. I'm afraid it's still still a a current (laughs) problem. Um, So I decided that I would give it a go. In the 1980s in Sydney, I had worked for a company, the exciting name of Scented Products, um, who (laughs) um, made and sold um, skincare products, not organic ones. But when I was working for them for quite some years, I learned everything about the business. Um, wow. Everything yeah, it was great. Um, everything from formulating, packaging, advertising, selling, all this sort of stuff. And I never really thought that I would need to know that in my own life later, but it came in very, very handy. Um, and I had been taught from a very early age by my grandmother to use herbs for various things and to make soap 
which was great. Um, so I already knew how to do all, quite a few things and I'd done little courses over the years just out of interest. And um, I'd also been to Nature Care College in Sydney and had done um, a couple of years of herbal studies along with other things I'd done. Like I was used to be um, a remedial massage therapist and I'd done various different courses there. So when I got here and I was facing my problems with my skincare and I was living on the land with vast amount of vast amounts of area around me perfect for growing things I thought well it must have all meant to be because I actually did have a lot of background knowledge there that came together and led me to be able to do what I do so that's how I did it that's an amazing story uh, yeah I just it's amazing how it all just fitted together like a jigsaw it was really unusual when I looked back over the last few decades before I moved here I thought oh I know how to do this and I know how to do that as well and oh gosh yes I know how to do that as well I can do it (laughs) so I started I gave it a go I'd also done organic farming at TAFE in the mid 90s and so it was a little daunting still but I realized that I did have a lot of I guess information there stored away to draw on and so I started back in 2007 I started making my first product. I didn't become certified organic until 2009. And the real reason for that was I was buying ingredients that were certified organic. I knew that I was making quality products and my customers were happy with them. But I didn't want to be lumped in with all the greenwashers in the beauty industry. When I say greenwashers, I mean all the people who say or use words like organic and natural and sustainable and ethical and all over their products with absolutely no proof that any of them are true. And the only way I could actually assure my customers that I simply wasn't lying to them and making the whole thing up um, was to become certified. So I did that in 2009, firstly as just a manufacturer and then a little while later as a grower as well. At first I didn't grow very many of my own herbs and flowers. I just bought ingredients. But um, as time went by, I decided that that was a better option. So I started doing that. Well, yeah, that was our, that was what we were wondering, you know. How did, so you started by buying, you know, you started sourcing your ingredients by buying them in and then you began to grow them and now your garden's certified organic as well, isn't it? It is, yes, yes. So the reason I did that was I used to buy an ingredient from very good suppliers and pay very good money for them. But quite often I was really, really disappointed with the quality. I remember once I rang one of my suppliers after I'd received a particularly disappointing batch of herbs, dried herbs, that really seemed to bear no resemblance to the plants that I knew so well in colour or form or any any respect at all. And it looked like it had been swept up off the floor several seasons ago in some packing shed. Um, <laughs> so I rang them and I said, can you tell me how old these herbs are? And they said, no, we can't. We don't know. And it's no use our asking our overseas suppliers because they'll simply tell us whatever they think we want to hear. And so that didn't really <laughs> do a lot for my confidence in the ingredients I was buying because I really wanted to give people the very best quality product, end product that I could possibly manufacture. And I decided at that point the only way to do that was to produce my own herbs and flowers, my own botanicals that I knew everything about 
from planting the seed right through to actually incorporating it into the recipes that I was using for the, for the skincare products. And so I did. And it's been um, a real pleasure to do because I feel so much more confident that I know what I'm putting in there is good and I know that the effects for my customer's skin is going to be the best that it possibly can be. So that's why I go to the extra effort and I can assure you it is a big extra effort. It's so much easier to open a box that someone else has just sent you um, than to start with digging the soil and making compost and you know, doing the whole thing. And the fact that they couldn't tell you how old it was I know, indicates that, was... that it probably is quite old. And I mean, if you're putting old products into into lovely, mm. you know, concoctions that you're making, I mean, obviously you would think the fresher the better. And, and oh, you wonder if absolutely. they have any any pro- herbal health properties, whatever you might like to call them, at yeah, all the if bio- they're that old. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Everything that's fresh is well best. You know that the bioactives in those products are going to be as high as they possibly can be. So all the the good things, Mm. common terms, the good stuff in those herbs is going to be at its peak. It's not because things, of course, do you know degenerate with time, just like. I guess you know with your produce bag, protection bags that if you just stick things in the fridge over a few weeks, the vitamin mineral profiles of vegetables are really diminished. And it's the same with herbs. So, yeah, I like to be able to do that. It's a real pleasure to know that I can give customers the very best that I can give them. How do you grow enough? Like- um, well, luckily here in southeast Queensland, although we do get some pretty harsh mornings in winter in terms of temperatures. Yeah, um, we have still, recently, haven't we? We certainly have recently. Yeah, it was minus three here the other morning and freezing mm-hmm. all day afterwards. But generally, um, most herbs that I grow are actually originally from Europe uh, or North America and they grow pretty much through our winters. Not everything, but most will. And so I dry the herbs. I can grow them most of the year dry them and, and keep them. So as long as they dry them out of the sun and I keep them in dark containers, in you know, airtight dark containers in cupboard, then that keeps them very fresh in terms of the bioactives that are in them and they retain their colour and their scent really well. Sometimes during summer when I have, do have an abundance of herbs, I'll use them fresh, but I often dry them myself and then use them like that. So we were talking, well, you were talking about the certified organic. Mm-hmm. So can you just explain a little bit what that means in terms of not only your garden, which you explained before, but also your products? What what's what does that actually mean, certified organic? What does certified organic mean? I know most people don't have a clue. No, and why and why is it important to your customers? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What certified organic means? Okay, is that. Any certified organic product has to have gone through a process of certification by a third party to guarantee the integrity and purity of that product. That's things that are grown and things that are processed. In Australia, there are, I think, seven certification companies that have been approved to certify by the Australian Quarantine and Inspection Service, ACWIS, um, and they... Im, um, well, they make sure that anyone who applies for certification with them is compliant with the legislation. And what that means is that there are whole lots of lots and lots of rules and regulations we have to follow. I have to have incredibly strict bookkeeping practices that really enable 
they call it a paper trail, but it's not really paper anymore, is it? Um, a paper trail of any ingredient that comes to me can be traced back to my organic supplier, who then can trace it back to the organic grower, who can then provide proof of where those seeds came from and how they were grown. So all my products are plant-based, and so they all do begin with seeds somewhere in the world, and that's how it, it works. So it means that there is an assurance there for anybody who likes to check that each and every ingredient that I make an organic claim about actually can be followed back to its origin like that. So it means I'm just not saying organic and having no proof of it, basically. Any ingredients that have been grown or harvested or processed have to be done so without the use of pesticides and synthetic chemicals to be eligible for organic certification. Things like they can't abuse things like insecticides, fumigants, herbicides, fungicides, and no GMO. So that applies to whatever I buy and also whatever I grow. And you wouldn't believe the bookkeeping involved in <laughs> keeping records for all this. But as I said, I do it. I don't do it because it's cheap. I don't do it because it's fun. And um, <laughs> what I really do it for is to assure my customers that I'm not lying to them, that what they're buying from me is what I tell them they're getting. And that I really think that's worth doing. So um, while we're talking about your customers, have you found that the consumer demand for, for has changed around skincare products, you know, from not minding so much about what's in the ingredient list to being plant-based or just in I general? I think they're not... not Everybody cares, but a lot more people now care than used to. Perhaps I'm comparing it back to my days in the 80s and very early 90s with scented products. And as long as it smelt pretty and <laughs> came in a nice bottle, <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody's in to care. And with a free sample. <laughs> yeah. Even if they paid for it, they didn't seem to care. And uh, I'm not even sure if that, in those days, honestly, if labeling all the ingredients was the law. I don't think it was. I don't think we even put all the ingredients on there as you now have to do. So due to a few reasons, people have become more aware of what they're putting on their bodies and what you know is in their products. As I said, not everybody is like that, but an increasing number of customers are. And, and that's lovely, which is it means that for people who are organic or even just doing natural products, that, that you know, it's... Um, they have a much larger customer base now and of course that means it's good for the environment because things that are grown naturally or organically are going to be better for the earth because you're not going to have all those sort of chemical inputs polluting the place and of course it's better for the health of the consumer and what they put on their skin. Not everything goes into your body obviously but some of it does and the chemicals that are on or in found on ingredient lists in non-organic products are quite scary once you start researching them. There's a group in America called the Environmental Working Group who have a fabulous website where you can go and look up any chemical that you may find on a label. You can search about and learn all about it. And if you do that a few times with some of the ingredients you see on commonly available products, you'll probably never want to use them again because a lot of it's very scary stuff. In, in the beauty industry, there is no regulatory body overseeing anything. It's a self-regulated industry. Still? 
yeah, it's scary. <laughs> it's a pretty much an unregulated industry. Wow. And so as long as you, it isn't proved that what you've got in your product can has actually killed anybody, pretty much <laughs> you can use it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they do, yeah. You just go to the supermarket and start reading some of those labels. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't want them on my body. <laughs> and that's the interesting thing when you were talking earlier about certified organic rather than just organic. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of people have probably got on the bandwagon recognising that people are wanting organic or natural and all of those words that you said before and putting them on their product. It's a bit like um, low fat in, in food stuffs. You know, you don't have to actually prove that it is, but if you put low fat on the label, people, you know, not all people, but some people yeah. will buy it because of that. But yes. it may have lower fat, but it's got a hugely higher sugar content, for example. So <laughs> I yes think that that's a real you know it's a marketing ploy to get people to buy those different oh, products that have got natural and organic listeners need to look out for is that certification certified certification organic because it true. is a lot of work as you just explained but it it actually means a lot and and whereas just organic written on a label can mean absolutely nothing is that correct it can that's true some of the people who say organic or use the word organic in their business name may be doing the right thing, but for some mysterious reason choose not to be certified. Um, or I know of cases where they definitely aren't, but they continue to use the word because it's, this is a very strange little, I guess, glitch in the legal system here is that it is legal to call a product organic, but it is not legal to say that it is a certified organic product. But the cust- I mean, it's a very subtle difference there, mm. and the customers don't know the difference. For most people, as soon as they see that word organic, they just believe it is. Yes. And educating people about the difference between organic and certified organic is actually really hard. But I know some people who are, I guess you'd say more people now, are beginning to be aware of it um, because I guess it's just become more mainstream to see certification logos on products in the supermarket and in health food stores and to some people have more now have now more understanding of what it means but generally speaking I think most people don't actually know the difference and unfortunately until it becomes um, enshrined in legislation that you cannot call your product organic then people will continue to do it so yeah um, <laughs> it's a difficult one and I often talk to other certified organic process is about the same thing and it's just one of those things that have been has been mentioned and brought up with the government for many years and they just haven't changed it. Yeah, it is a tricky one because there's a lot of work involved in the certification process as you explained and yeah, yeah you is. should be able to, I guess, yeah, the premium should be there for those people who've gone to the effort. Yeah, anyway. Well, I think the people who use chemicals should be certified. <laughs> they should be certified. certified should chemical be normal. <laughs> Organic should be normal should and be. laden with toxic synthetic chemicals should be certified. I think that they should have to you know, prove that what they're using is okay, isn't going to kill you, isn't toxic, etc. rather than the other way around where we who don't use those things have to prove ourselves. So anyway, I'm glad I'm certified organic because I know that I can give that assurance to my customers and that's really what it's all about. And anyone who wants to have a look at my labels and go and trace, trace my ingredients back through ringing my certification body is more than welcome. So, um, yeah, it is worth it, but it isn't easy. 
So tell us a little bit more about your products and what goes into making such beautiful face and body care products because, you know, I was just thinking if someone has just, you know, lobbed into the podcast halfway through or missed the beginning or something, they might think we're talking about growing certified organic vegetables, but we're actually talking about your beautiful range of skincare products. Yeah, they could actually think that, couldn't they? Okay, with my range of skincare products, I strive to make a range of products, a simple range, not a, not a large range, of products that are suitable for people with even the most sensitive skin or um, who are prone to allergies, but for everybody really. And I use, like I said, only the best of ingredients, which I can either grow myself or purchase from other people. And in Australia, we don't produce things, a lot of the essential oils, for instance, most of them do come from overseas. So there's a few ingredients there that I can never buy from Australia, but I try as much as I can to buy from Australian certified organic farmers or grow myself. When I make my product, being certified organic means there's no substitution. If an organic ingredient is unavailable due to some weather event knocking out a, a crop somewhere, <laughs> then I just have to wait until it's back in stock again. And if I can't just put a non-organic one in there and carry on. So um, it does mean that I have to produce small batches of things and um, be prepared for the fact that sometimes I just can't make everything but that's okay my customers generally pretty understanding about that and when I make everything I never ever use water in products because no matter how much you refer to water as aqua or other things usually you'll see on a label um, a bit of superfluous Latin there doesn't actually change anything it is just water and can be like between 75 to 90 percent of a moisturizer <laughs> um, I never use water as a base in um, in place of water, I either use plant hydrosols or fresh herbal infusions. So what that means in there is that every ingredient in my product is there to do something positive for your skin, not just to be a very cheap filler, which is what water actually is. So I don't do that. I aim to have really intense concentration of active ingredients. So it means that every drop of that product is going to be the best possible experience, the best possible result that it can do. And so I create my products, all my ideas come up and I work on them, but I then consult with an experienced cosmetic chemist just to make sure that everything is as it should be and that we can use the highest possible percentages of vital ingredients in there. So it gives people the best skincare I can give them. I mean, it's not such a cost-effective strategy, I can assure you, <laughs> but it does give very, very effective results for the customer's skin, which is great. But as for making a profit, that's not my forte. I'm mean, never seem to be able to make very much money out of this, but I do get a lot of pleasure out of making great skincare for people. And I've had customers who've been with me since 2007, so thankfully a lot of them agree. <laughs> it's just really good. And... Yeah, so everything is made here on my off-grid certified organic farm by me. So handmade is by these hands. And I don't do any outsourcing at all. I don't order in pre-made bases, which is a very common thing in this industry. You can still get very nice products by doing that way. But I make everything from start to finish. And every product does contain botanicals that were grown here on the farm in our certified organic gardens. 
we don't compromise on quality ever. Like I said, if I can't get the best of something for some reason, I'll just not be able to make that product for a little while. And that does happen sometimes, unfortunately. Yes, we really are a soil to skin skincare range here. That's amazing. I, I can't think of another skincare range that could make that claim. I know one. <laughs> I know one other one who's really ethical and she really does do it, but I think they're very rare. In fact, someone just informed me on the weekend that I'm part of the farm-to-face movement. Farm-to-face. Oh, farm-to-face movement, which I'd never heard of in my life before. I don't think it has many members. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we're a movement, but most, mostly in America it's big. <laughs> farm-to-face. And, yeah, it does conjure up some images of, like, being surfing or something. I didn't really like the term, but apparently I am. So, yeah, I think we're pretty rare because it, it does require you to, well, firstly, have a farm for a start. I don't think that many people do who are, you know, producing skincare. But it's a nice concept, so I'm happy to be considered part of that. And your products are beautiful. Um, oh, thank you. I'm glad you're happy with them. <laughs> I tried making my own years ago when I, you know, went into this whole foods kind of lifestyle and no synthetic ingredients in my mm-hmm. self-care and so on. Oh, my God. It, it was so difficult and the results were so terrible. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got to have some experience and some know-how to make good self-care, skincare products. And I didn't have that and haven't gained it. I understand what you're saying. And there are a lot of products out there that are made in a way that they just don't measure up in many people's estimation to compare to to non-organic or regular sort of, you know, high-end products that um, they don't have the same feel. They're a bit, you see them at markets a lot. I think you know what I'm meaning. Mm, <laughs> sort yes, of, yes. Yeah, yeah. A bit gluggy, a bit funny. You know? A lot of beeswax or cacao butter. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, so, yeah, I tried to make my products very, I guess, have a very high-end feel, a very nice, uh, a very luxurious feel. So they that do. When people, oh, thank you. I'm glad you, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> so when, the idea I had was when people use them that they should feel better than before they use them. They should feel that they're doing something for themselves to make themselves feel good and that their skin is going to result, the result is so that their skin is going to look wonderful too. It's going to be at optimum health. They're going to feel more peaceful. Are you inhaling those beautiful, beautiful scents from those um, essential oils in there? And so the whole com- combination of ingredients is going to work on the mind and the body, the skin and the body, <laughs> the mind to make yourself feel, to make people feel peaceful, calm, relaxed, and centered when they use them. And as well as just really, really helping the skin to be as healthy as it can be. Healthy skin is beautiful skin. And a calm and peaceful mind makes for a beautiful skin too. Absolutely. How nicely said. (laughs) (laughs) And they are lovely. I've I've purchased Leanne's products, so I can definitely say that um, they are lovely. And I know Helen's tried them as well. They're really lovely, and so I do commend people to source where you where you sell your products and uh, and 
give them a try because they are really lovely. And this is not a blatant ad or anything. It's 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 a genuine endorsement of of that they are good products. So thank yeah. you. I'm glad you've been happy with them. Now, one last question I have is the name of your company is Radha. Is that Radha? Radha. Radha Handmade Organics and Naturals. Yes. Can you explain what the Radha? word means? <laughs> yeah, it's not a word people know that much, is it? Radha is the supreme goddess. She is described in all the Vedic literatures from India as the supreme goddess. She's the embodiment of all auspiciousness, beauty, and feminine qualities. And so I thought that was a lovely name for a skincare company. <laughs> it's in fact, I like the name so much. It's my daughter's name also. So I've always been really attracted to that name. So, um, yeah, that's, that's who Rada is. Which is lovely. I actually looked it up because I thought, that's a really unusual name. It must mean something. So I actually did a bit of Google searching and I thought, aha, now I know why you called it that. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't she lovely? <laughs> So it's lovely, yeah, really, really nice name. And it mean when you know the meaning, you can understand it a lot more, yeah. Yeah, I do get asked a lot about that name. People find it really interesting or attractive and they want to know more about it. So I'm happy to tell them. Yeah, which is great because it's a sort of name that's either initials or is it has a meaning, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just not a regular name. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. where, where do we get to buy the products if you're not Wendy and Helen and already know? Okay, at the moment, there are a couple of ways you can do it. I have a very small presence online and I have a stall on a, a site, a shopping site called Farmhouse Direct. I'm on there as Rada Organics. Also, people just contact me, either they email me or they you know, direct message me on Instagram for purchase inquiries like that. In the pre-COVID days, I did a lot of very large markets, big event markets. And I could be found there, but I can't honestly tell you when I can guarantee being found at another one because everything I've looked at so far going back to has been cancelled at the last minute. So I won't mention them because that isn't a surety at this point. Mm, Basically, that's how I do it. It's difficult. And And so you're on Facebook and Instagram, is that correct? I'm yeah, mostly on Instagram. You can contact me through Facebook, but it's not. I don't use Facebook a lot. And yeah, Instagram or Facebook. And also what I'm going to be doing here is I'm going to be having people made welcome if they wish to visit to come and see my studio, um, visit the garden, see what we do, how we make it and experience the products for themselves when they just have a, a relaxing time doing it, oh, sitting around and um, enjoying the surroundings. And it is a beautiful part of the world and it's a beautiful spot. It is lovely. So once you start doing that, I would, uh, yes, if you're a listener, I would make sure that you um, yeah, head down to the lovely Goomba Valley and visit Leanne. That would be lovely. We'd be very happy to see you. Well, thank you very much. It's been really, really interesting to hear your story and to hear what you do and a little bit more about the hows and whys of your handmade organics. So um, thank you very much for chatting with us today. Yeah, you're thanks, most Leanne. welcome. It's been a pleasure chatting with both of you.